Guys, what's going on? Right now, I'm sat here with Aaron White, um, and I didn't even plan to do this podcast at all. Uh, Tom's over in London, and um, and I'm sat talking to Aaron, and, and I'm getting some serious value out of the conversation. I'm thinking I might as well just hit the record button while we're chatting because there's some amazing skills and, and content and general just flow that we're taking out of the conversation. Um, so basically, what I wanted to talk about was... Um, Putting the work in, like, to an awful extent and, and getting your goal, it's as, it's as simple as that. Literally putting all the effort, the time, the work in, everything out of it and, 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 and getting the goal at the end that you really want, you know what I mean, regardless of, of, of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, Aaron, how you doing? Yeah, mate, not bad. Yeah? Not bad, yeah. Here he is. Good to so, be here. There you go. Uh, basically, Aaron White recently competed. What's it called? Tell us about it. The Ironman UK. Yeah. So back in July, July the fifteenth, I uh, set myself a goal, uh, and it's the Ironman UK, based in Bolton. Um, yeah, it's a it's a long distance triathlon. So it's a two and a half mile swim, followed by a hundred and twelve mile bike ride, followed by a, a marathon run. Uh, wow. At the end, all in one day. What what what's the expectancy for completion on that? So you've you've officially got a cut off time um, of seventeen hours. So wow. uh, the expectancy really is to 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 just complete it because it's such a long distance. If you can complete it within the seventeen hour cut off so time. So ju- ju- just to highlight and break that because this is for me is like absolutely ridiculously non humanly just mental. Yeah. Like so, so break that down. Set you've got seventeen hours to complete. Yeah. Um, what what's it? it starts with with the swim. So you start with a two and a half mile swim in uh, in open water. So it was wow. in, a, in a reservoir, um, just just in Wigan actually. Uh, so you start off with that swim. That's two and a half miles. So the pro athletes can swim two and a half miles in about forty to fifty minutes. Yeah. Um, the expectancy is that you do it within about two hours the swim, so wow. that's swimming for two hours nonstop. Um, you know, so on average you're moving about one mile an hour. So how how long did it take you to do the swim? So it took me because swimming was my weakest part of things, and I almost taught, had to teach myself to swim when I started the training because I've never been a good swimmer. Um, so it took me one hour forty minutes in the end. So I was really really happy with, oh, the, okay. with the swim. So something like that, people would people would train for any. If someone had to do a swim of that, people train for that kind of stuff anyway, don't they? Like they yeah. they, they, they they train for that swim like a normal triathlon. Yeah, normal triathlon. Yeah, you know you you've got different distances of triathlon. I mean, I'm not I'm not even a triathlon expert. I just I've always been into sport. I've loved sport my whole life, and I've kind of used sport as one of my main um, kind of my main hobbies and in, uh, in in all walks of walks of my life so far. And I just kind of fell into triathlon because I loved. I loved running. I love long distance running. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual the swimming parts, you would break your training down. So and it, it, it it's as it's as simple as as literally just when you're training, you you do a lot of swimming, you do a lot of biking, you do a lot yeah. of running. When you want to start getting a quicker time and stuff like that, you can start doing a lot of strength work and stuff yeah. like that. But but yeah, the training wise, you. Uh, yeah, you. I just used it as simple as just getting getting out there and just getting mm. in the pool and just swimming. So, so to go into the actual again the details of the actual triathlon. Yeah. Uh, not the triathlon, the Ironman even. Yeah. Triathlon's tiny compared to this, I'm guessing. Yeah. So you've done the swim, 
What 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 comes next? So then you jump on your bike, and this is the biggest portion of the the race. It's a hundred and twelve mile bike ride. Wow! Uh, so it was two loops, two fifty six mile loops uh, around Lancashire, up and over hills as well. So the Ironman UK is actually known out of all the worldwide Ironman races. The Ironman UK is up there with one of the toughest because of how hilly uh, the bike course is. So it's not just a flat bike course. You are cycling up and down a lot of hills That's as well. That's crazy. Uh, and you spend anywhere between, I would say, six, seven to even eight hours on your bike uh, wow. for that portion. And, and, and you've got up... What portion that's uphill? So the overall elevation, I think, was about 2,500 feet uh, okay. across the whole course. So it's about cycling halfway up. Uh, like somewhere like Snowdon in Wales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it was a lot. It's mental. That's a lot like... of hills. <laughs> so so and then and at the end of the so we've got the swim. Yeah. We've got the bike ride, and at this point, I'm like, wow, the swim's crazy. You've 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 just completed your six hour bike ride. What what comes after that then? Uh, so you got you finish off with your marathon. So your marathon. So run. you finish with a marathon. People yeah. people go the the train for like twelve months for a marathon. You, you've just done a two and a half hour swim. You've done a six hour bike ride, and then and then you're finishing with a marathon. Yeah, that yeah. is unbelievable. That is like machine strength. What what what's like? I mean, what what what's the expectancy for this? I mean, what what was your how, how long did it take you to complete the the marathon? Uh, so the marathon actually. So running's been always my strongest part. Um, I can do a marathon in say usually under four hours. Um, so I was expecting to do the marathon in about four hours. Um, but it didn't go to 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 my expectancy, and it took me five hours and forty minutes to do the to do the marathon in the end. Wow. Um, but it almost gets to a point when you are physically hurting that much, and you your goal kind of ends up becoming you just need to complete it, and you do whatever it takes to just not give up and just get across that finish line. And the the time in which you do it in. Uh, almost becomes irrelevant mm-hmm. uh, because you get to a part within that race where yeah you you your focus goes all off the time in which you're doing it in and it is just your focus is that finish line. Yeah, this so. what you're saying right now is really what I've just took from it because because like when when people are training something or, or, or we'll talk about the training in a second but in this race at what point is uh, is 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 the race starting to push back at you like yeah. you're, you're you're obviously a fit in shape guy. When, when is it starting to push back? If I go on the treadmill for, for 30, 40 minutes and I'm sprint, like at some point in that treadmill, it, it's, it's going to push back at yeah. me and it's going to start saying, stop, you need to stop now. We're talking, I mean, what, what's the total completion? 13 hours. So it took me 13 hours. Wow, that yeah. is just, that is like military. So, so, so you've done a 13 hour Ironman, a run, uh, a bike ride and a marathon at the end. Yeah. What, what point in this Ironman is, is, is the race starting to push back at you? So, because um, it's triathlon, um, so you're doing three different disciplines within the within the race itself. You actually get to that point within each of the disciplines. So you get to a point in the swim where the swim starts to push back. But then once you get out of the water, you kind of then it feels like you've completed one chunk of that that goal so far. So it's kind of like hitting the reset button and saying like that I've banked that I've banked the swim. Now let's get on my bike, and then. You get on your bike and there's a part in the bike ride where then your bike starts to push back at you. But once you fight through that and battle through that, hit the wall section, you then get, you kind of hit the reset button again and then you get on your, and then you start running. But the run is typically where you do tend to find where that accumulation of your body just kind of starting to fall apart. 
is where you would usually break down. Um, you're kind of filled with adrenaline right at the beginning of the day because you're so anxious and so looking forward to just getting in that water and swimming. You do kind of battle through that swimming. It is quite easy to push through that barrier. I would probably say, you know, about two thirds of the way in the swim. It's quite easy to push through that barrier. Yeah, okay. You then get on the bike. And again, you're about two thirds way through the bike and it really does start taking its toll. You, you know, you sat on that bike on a tiny little uh, kind of seat for, a, for such yeah. a long period of time that your bike really, you just think, I just want to get off this bike. But that's what's driving you, the fact that you just think, I'm so looking forward to getting off this bike now. Um, so yeah. therefore, you know, you, yeah, all right. you okay. uh, come through to that point. Yeah. And he's still here at the moment. Is he? Yeah. Okay. We want you to call him. Okay, I'll give him a call. Yeah. No problem at all. So, um, so yeah, so that's what that's what's driving you through that. And again, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's easy, but I would say it's it's you've got something to look forward to to drive you to to kind of push through that that barrier. But then the run, it kind of gets to the run, and it is uh, your body's hurting, you're dehydrated, you need energy. You know, it's everything kind of just feels like you you just you just it's it would it's so easy because your your mind is consciously telling you just give up. Like, you know, it's this isn't normal. You know, you, you 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 should just you should just call it a day. But um, what I found was having that focus uh, and having a sense of motivation, which I'm sure we'll come on to in in a second about what motivated me to kind of get through it. But um, yeah, you you would kind of try and you know, the race definitely pushes back the most in the run because it's your your feet are impacting the ground and you it's where your body kind of comes. But under what's the most happening now? And and now we're from the end, like like sure, I mean. I ha- if I look at something, if I'm doing a long run, like there's a point where I have to, I, I just have to stop. Like mentally, my 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 feet are killing me. Like you're you're pushing past these these barriers because this is applied to everybody, no matter what what you do, you know, in life, anything where things are getting thrown at you. Yeah. A lot of people just stop or 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 they they make excuses. Like from an hour, I mean, you regardless of fitness. Surely you're breaking down, like your legs are yeah. killing, your head's like you're dehydrated, or, or are you just, or do you not feel it? Are you just a machine that powers through? <laughs> no, I think everybody feels it. Even the professional athletes, where it takes, you know, the professional the guy who won it on the day uh, did it in eight hours. Wow. But they always say it never gets easier, you just get quicker. Right. No, so nothing in life gets easier, you just get better at it. Yeah. So, you know, like. When I was training and there was a, 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 a run that I used to do, which was to the top of a place called Rivington Pike and back, which is just a, a 300 metre climb straight up to the top and back. And I remember when eight years ago, I used, I could never make it to the top. I used to, yeah. I used to hate it, but I persevered with it. And I, now I can relatively easily get to the top. But every single time I do that run, it never gets easier. I never feel like it's just, it's a breeze getting to the top. But what I do find is that I'm getting quicker to the top. Yeah. So you, nothing ever gets easier. But you, uh, yeah, I do have a big believer that you just get better at it. Or you become more efficient or you become more quicker. So in terms of what what I feel, and I think everybody feels it, when, especially when you're doing the iron manage, you are going to feel that pain. You are just, you know, because people, are, you're putting in what the effort, which is the amount your physical body can take. So you know, if somebody can run a, a two hour 30 marathon, they're still putting it in, they're still putting their body through the same stress as, as me that's trying to do a four hour marathon. Yeah. Um, so it was, 
then where it gets to the point where you start to find like extrinsic motivational factors which help you battle through that pain and help you battle through that. Okay, well, that well, like what? So, I know we were just talking about this before in terms of, um, you know, my com- commitment was always one of my kind of weakest things and I always felt like the commitment that I put into my, my job, uh, you know, my everyday kind of life, I would, I would go about 75 to 80% committed and there would always be an element where 20% of everything that I did, you know, wouldn't maybe kind of see through to completion. Um, so this, it was main, one of the main reasons why I signed up for the Ironman because I wanted to kind of prove to myself that I can set a goal and not go 70% committed to it. Because the thing is with the Ironman is you can't just commit 70% to the training because otherwise you get to the race day and chances are you, you know, you're, you, knackered, you, yeah, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna fall at one of the hurdles. So, um, that's why I decided to sign up for that. And obviously I've got two kids so um, I kind of wanted to show to them that you know you when you'd say you're going to do something you kind of do it um, and that's why I set myself such an extreme goal of the Ironman really um, and yeah what's that's... happening at the end though because the, the this is what I want to know like I mean your head we're talking 30 minutes from the I mean like are you just fit? Is it you're running through with it? Is it just is it okay? Is everything telling you to stop? Yeah, everything. That, that's like I mean you've been you've been going for twelve and a half hours. Yeah. What what's being hit? Because this is this is applicable to so many, so many factors in in life, business, whatever it is. What what's being what's being told to stop thirty minutes from the end? Are you are people shout? You know what what's going on there? Yeah. So I think um, everybody has uh, their own kind of like motivation or reason why they're doing something uh, and I always think it's really important that you have a reason why you're doing something whether it's you want to be world champion at, uh, at the Ironman for example or whether it's you want to be uh, you know you want to be a, a millionaire in business or something like that you should always have a reason why you want to do something and my reason was like I just mentioned before that I wanted to really show to my kids and I really wanted to prove to myself also that I can be 100% committed at something to complete yeah. a goal. Um, so 30 minutes from the end, you know, you, your body is in such physical pain um, where you do start drawing on those extrinsic kind of factors and you start thinking about that reason, that why you're doing it. And that's what gets you through it because ultimately what I wanted to show was that, you know, you you need to be committed and you need to... You, you can't give up if you want to if you want to achieve your goal it's too easy to say no and just kind of too easy to say your brain is telling you that as well when you're running my brain all the time was just saying to myself you might as well just stop you might as well. i saw people stopping at the side of the road i saw people collapsing you know i saw people getting tended to by paramedics because oh. that's what happens in that run the people just push their body to the extreme and um i just kept thinking you know i can't let my kids see me give up that's so that's your goal kicking in. Yeah. So your goal right there is is to show your kids at the finish line. That yeah. You're there, and so. So the line bridge broke off there. So what we was just talking about was obviously you you doing the whole race for your kids. Yeah. So during the race, when you people see see you people seeing people with paramedics and things like that. Yeah. And and you need to stop. You need your body saying don't go. What's going through your head there? Yeah. So so that's like you mentioned. You know what what what's where is that point where the race is pushing back at you? You know you. 30 minutes from the end, your mind's just telling you, you know, just stop. You don't have to do this because, you know, this isn't normal. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, that's where I started to draw on that reason why I was doing it 
and what was motivating me and that's really what kind of pushed me through those those last stages of the race in, uh, in total and it was the fact that you know I, I have two kids now and I have an example to set and the fact that I don't want I didn't want to show to my kids that it is it, it, giving up is an option okay so you're trying to teach a lesson then yeah so I, you know I, if my kids saw that I gave up and it was too much for me uh, with them being so young I kind of I almost want to show them that no matter what you say you're going to do no matter what goals you're going to set yourself if you commit to them and you follow through and you and you and you and you don't give up yeah. on what you want to do you know and I think that applies with everything not just sport and I mean I chose a really extreme kind of example and, and kind of way of doing it but I felt that's what was needed because you know I set myself goals at work I set myself goals in terms of projects outside of work and and it is quite easy to not fully commit to them. There's always a reason why, but that's why I did the Ironman because I felt like it was a turning point in my life to really show yeah. and show that example and uh, to my kids to do that. So definitely, there you go. You smashed it. So we talk about we talk about discipline um, as a massive element and skill, with regardless as in you know in terms of anything you want to do. Let, let's talk about before we wrap it up the training yeah. because. I mean, you don't just pick up and say, yeah, I fancy doing this, this Ironman. I mean, you look, you obviously you're in shape, you run and stuff, but you don't just pick up and say, I want to do an Ironman. Surely there's a, two key elements of commitment and discipline in terms of your training are demonstrated before the Ironman. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, the Ironman um, isn't finish, crossing that finish line on the race day. The Ironman is the months of preparation and discipline that you put into your training uh, in the build-up to it. Um, that's what shapes and changes you as a person because the race day you have all those people there watching you have all those different motivational kind of factors you can draw upon um you know that you that in order to push you through the race but if you don't commit to the training the chances are you won't finish that trip that that race day so so the training is very again that is a, a part of it all where it is even easier compared to race day where you can give up and just say no you know you can go on a 10 mile go on a 10 mile run with the intention to finish 10 miles and then do eight miles and think you know what that's enough for today but you know you the training is what really defines you and the training is where you know you're on your own it's an individual sport you know and until you get to the high level where you know you start building a team around you but it's an individual sport and you've really got to find something and that's why I've, I kind of reflected on it before, you know, that reason why and that reason why uh, you want to do something in order to achieve that goal is so important. How long it, does it take to, 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 I mean, how long are you training before? Are you starting like six months before or? Yeah, so I, 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 followed, a, I followed a six month training plan. Um, I felt I was pretty fit with my running um, beforehand. So I, I, I chose a six month training plan that required me to train six days a week with one day wow. rest. So that how does that work with family and is that have you got you everybody behind you because yeah, six days a week was, you got you got two kids yeah it was That's a big, a big commitment. thing I've got a you know I've got a day job um, you know so it, it was a lot of early mornings a lot of late nights so you know getting up at five o'clock in the morning going out for a run or a swim going to work uh, and then doing another training session on my lunch at work or even another training session in the late evening. That, that's, that's, that's that right there, what you just said, is instantly where the commitment lies because most people in that role, most people in that role are going to say, no, I've got a family, I've got a job. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do an Ironman. I've got a family, I've got a job. So, so from, I don't know, 8, 9 a.m., whatever time you start in the morning until 5, 6, 7, 
you're in your day job and then I'm sure you got to spend time with the family at night and things like that. So you're making it work, but you're maximizing the time in the day because if you're up at 5 a.m. training and and then you're training again on your, uh, that, that there's a high level of commitment, which a lot of people just would not get to because they don't see the time in the day. That That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, to the fact that you're up there, that you, you, you're almost demonstrating a high level, high level of commitment. And that's how you get the result. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to literally get to that stage where you, I mean, is that, is that every day you committed to that? What, what? Yeah. So, I mean, I've never been a morning person. Um, yeah. I've always felt that like I perform best at, in the evenings, but uh, like you said before, I had to make time in that day to find the time to train because I couldn't have an excuse not to. Um, if I didn't find the time to train, then ultimately I would have failed at my goal. Mm. So um, I forced myself to get up in the morning. I knew that I had a few hours in the morning before I had to set off to work. Uh, so, so I made sure that I was up and I was out running or I was out swimming in the morning. Um, some days that might be my only training session. Uh, which was great because then I could get home from work at night and spend time with my kids. Yeah. Um, but some days I had to do like almost double training sessions. Uh, so I had to train in the morning or on my lunch and then in the evening. Uh, and then Sunday was always a big day. Sunday was a day where I used to put a, a you know, a... So yeah, um, it, just before it cut off again, we was talking about uh, the training session and the training schedules and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had to just have fi- find time in the day, really, and uh, make it work. And those Sundays where, you know, I was spending six hours training on a Sunday as well. I had a really, really understanding partner um, who, you know, supported me through the whole process. So she was great. And yeah, I mean, since I've done the Ironman, I've kind of utilised that time to slow down a little bit on my training, and but also keep that kind of structure in place to then work on my projects outside of work as well and uh you, yeah you kind of keep that structure in place to know that you know there is time in the day there is time when you can do things to ultimately achieve something that you want to do there you go so what we're looking at right now is somebody who has set a goal exercise discipline and a high level of commitment to get that goal surrounded himself with the right people in terms of your family partner behind you getting that goal exercised it there you go you gonna do another one next year? Yeah, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Smash it. Yeah, I've got the bug. I've got the bug now. It's got so. the bug. So there you go. Go and get the, whatever you're doing right now. Go and do an Ironman. Go and smash the gym in. Go and get whatever you need to do. Set a training plan. Aaron White's obviously a man who's demonstrated it. He's doing it. He's living it, and he's here with us right now. Thank you, guys. What's going on right now? I'm sat here with Aaron White, um, and I didn't even plan to do this podcast at all. Uh, Tom's over in London and um, and I'm sat talking to Aaron and, and I'm getting some serious value out of the conversation. I'm thinking I might as well just hit the record button while we're chatting because there's some amazing skills and, and content and general just flow that we're taking out of the conversation. Um, so basically what I wanted to talk about was um, putting the work in like to an awful extent and, and getting your goal. It's as, It's as simple as that. Literally putting all the effort, the time, the working, everything out of it and, 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 and getting the goal at the end that you really want, you know what I mean, regardless of, of, of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, Aaron, how you doing? Yeah, mate, not bad. Yeah? Not bad, yeah. Here he is. Good to so, be here. There you go. Uh, basically, Aaron White recently competed, what's it called? Tell us about it, the Ironman UK. Yeah, so back in 
July, July the 15th, I uh, set myself a goal, uh, and it's the Ironman UK, based in Bolton. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a long distance triathlon, so it's a two and a half mile swim, followed by a 112 mile bike ride, followed by a, a marathon run uh, wow. at the end, all in one day. What, what, what's the expectancy for completion on that? So you've... You've officially got a cut-off time um, of 17 hours. So wow. uh, the expectancy really is to, to, to just complete it because it's such a long distance. If you can complete it within the 17-hour cut-off so, time. So just to highlight and break that, because this is, for me, is like absolutely, ridiculously, non-humanly just mental. Yeah. Like, so, so break that down. So you've got 17 hours to complete. Yeah. Um, what, what's it? it starts with, with the swim. So you start with a two and a half mile swim in, uh, in open water. So it was wow. in, a, in a reservoir, um, just, just in Wigan, actually. Uh, so you start off with that swim. That's two and a half miles. So the pro athletes can swim two and a half miles in about 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, the expectancy is that you do it within about two hours the swim, so wow. that's swimming for two hours nonstop. Um, you know, so on average you're moving about one mile an hour. So how how long did it take you to do the swim? So it took me because swimming was my weakest part of things, and I almost taught, had to teach myself to swim when I started the training because I've never been a good swimmer. Um, so it took me one hour forty minutes in the end. So I was really really happy with, oh, the, okay. with the swim. So something like that, people would people would train for anyway. If someone had to do a swim of that, people train for that kind of stuff anyway, don't they? Like they yeah. they, they, they they train for that swim like a normal triathlon. Yeah, normal triathlon. Yeah, you know you you've got different distances of triathlon. I mean, I'm not I'm not even a triathlon expert. I just I've always been into sport. I've loved sport my whole life, and I've kind of used sport as one of my main um, kind of my main hobbies and in, uh, in in all walks of walks of my life so far. And I just kind of fell into triathlon because I loved. I loved running. I loved long distance running. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual the swimming parts, you would break your training down. So and it, it, it it's as it's as simple as as literally just when you're training, you you do a lot of swimming, you do a lot of biking, course, you do a lot yeah. of running. When you want to start getting a quicker time and stuff like that, you can start doing a lot of strength work and stuff yeah. like that. But but yeah, the training wise, you uh, yeah you I, I just used it as simple as just getting getting out there and just getting mm. in the pool and just swimming so so to go into the actual again the details of the actual triathlon yeah uh, not the triathlon the Ironman even yeah triathlon's tiny compared to this I'm guessing yeah so you've done the swim what 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 comes next so then you jump on your bike and this is the biggest portion of the the race it's a 112 mile bike ride wow uh so it was two loops two 56 mile loops uh, around lancashire up and over hills as well so the ironman uk is actually known out of all the worldwide ironman races the ironman uk is up there with one of the toughest because of how hilly uh the bike course is so it's not just a flat bike course. You are cycling up and down a lot of hills That's as well. That's crazy. Uh, and you spend anywhere between, I would say, six, seven to even eight hours on your bike uh, wow. for that portion. And, and, and you've got up... What portion that's uphill? So the overall elevation, I think, was about 2,500 feet uh, okay. across the whole course. So it's about cycling halfway up. Uh, like somewhere like Snowdon in Wales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it was a lot. It's mental. That's a lot like... of hills. <laughs> so so and then and at the end of the so we've got the swim. Yeah. We've got the bike ride, and at this point, I'm like, wow, the swim's crazy. You've 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 just completed your six hour bike ride. What what comes after that then? 
Uh, so you got you finish off with your marathon. So your marathon. So run. you finish with a marathon. People yeah. people go the the train for like twelve months for a marathon. You you've just done a two and a half hour swim. You've done a six hour bike ride, and then and then you're finishing with a marathon. Yeah, that yeah. is unbelievable. That is like machine strength. What what what's like? I mean, what what what's the expectancy for this? I mean, what what was your how, how long did it take to complete the the marathon? Uh, so the marathon actually so running's been always my strongest part um, I can do a marathon in say usually under four hours um, so I was expecting to do the marathon in about four hours um, but it didn't go to, to to my expectancy and it took me five hours and 40 minutes to do the to do the marathon in the end wow. um, but it almost gets to a point when you are physically hurting that much and you your goal kind of ends up becoming you just need to complete it and you do whatever it takes to just not give up and just get across that finish line and the the time in which you do it in uh almost becomes irrelevant Mm -hmm. uh, because you get to a part within that race where yeah you you your focus goes all off the time in which you're doing it in and it is just your focus is that finish line yeah this what you're saying right now is really what i've just took from it because because like when when people are training something, or, or, or we'll talk about the training in a second, but in this race, at what point is uh, is 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 the race starting to push back at you? Like yeah. you're 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 obviously a fit in shape guy. When when is it starting to push back? If I go on the treadmill for for thirty forty minutes and I'm sprint, like at some point in that treadmill, it, it's it's gonna push back at yeah. me. And it's gonna start saying stop. You need to stop now. We're talk. I mean, what what's the total completion? Thirteen hours. So it took me thirteen hours. Wow, that yeah. is just that is like military. So 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 you've done a thirteen hour Ironman, a run, uh, a bike ride, and a marathon at the end. Yeah. What what point in this Ironman is 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 the race starting to push back at you? So, because um, it's triathlon, um, so you're doing three different disciplines within the within the race itself you actually get to that point within each of the disciplines. So you get to a point in the swim where the swim starts to push back. But then once you get out of the water, you kind of then, it feels like you've completed one chunk of that, that goal so far. So it's kind of like hitting the reset button and saying like, that, I've banked that, I've banked the swim, now let's get on my bike. And then you get on your bike and there's a part in the bike ride where then your bike starts to push back at you. But once you fight through that and battle through that, hit the wall section, you then get you kind of hit the reset button again and then you get on your and then you start running but the run is typically where you do tend to find where that accumulation of your body just kind yeah. of starting to fall apart is where you would usually break down um you're kind of filled with adrenaline right at the beginning of the day because you're so anxious and so looking forward to just getting in that water and swimming you do kind of battle through that swimming it is quite easy to push through that barrier i would probably say you know about two-thirds of the way in the swim. It's quite easy to push through that barrier. Yeah, okay. You then get on the bike, and again, you're about two-thirds of the way through the bike, and it really does start taking its toll. You you know, you sat on that bike on a tiny little uh, kind of seat for, for such yeah. a long period of time that your bike really... You just think, I just want to get off this bike. But that's what's driving you, the fact that you just think, I'm so looking forward to getting off this bike now. Um, so yeah. therefore, you know, you... Yeah, all right. You, okay. Uh, come through to that point. Yeah. And he's still here at the moment. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He wants you to call him. Okay, I'll give him a call. Yeah. No problem at all. So um so yeah, so that's what that's what's driving you through that. And again, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's easy, but I would say it's it's you've got something to look forward to to drive you to 
to kind of push through that that barrier. But then the run, it kind of gets to the run and it is uh, your body's hurting, you're dehydrated, you need energy, you know, it's everything kind of just feels like you, you just, you just, it's, it would, it's so easy because you, your mind is consciously telling you just give up, you know, it's, this isn't normal, you know, you, you, you should just, you should just call it a day. But um, what I found was having that focus uh, and having a sense of motivation, which I'm sure we'll come on to in in a second about what motivated me to kind of get through it but um yeah you, you would kind of try and you know, the race definitely pushes back the most in the run because it's your your feet are impacting the ground and you it's where your body kind of comes what, what's happening and and now we're from the end like like sure i mean i ha- if i look at something if i'm doing a long run like there's a point where i have to i, I just have to stop like mentally my, my, my feet are killing me. Like, you're, you're pushing past these, these barriers because this is applied to everybody. No matter what, what you do, you know, in life, anything, where things are getting thrown at you, yeah. a lot of people just stop or, or, or they, they make excuses. Like, from an hour, I mean, you, regardless of fitness, surely you, you're breaking down, like your legs are yeah. killing, your head's like, you're dehydrated or, or you just... Or do you not feel it? Are you just a machine that powers through? <laughs> no, I think everybody feels it. Even the professional athletes where it takes, you know, the professional athlete, the guy who won it on the day uh, did it in eight hours. Wow. But they always say it never gets easier. You just get quicker. Right. No, so nothing in life gets easier. You just get better at it. Yeah. So, you know, like when I was training and there was a, 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 a run that I used to do, which was to the top of a place called Rivington Pike and back, which is just a, a 300 meter climb straight up to the top and back. And I remember when eight years ago, I used, I could never make it to the top. I used to, yeah. I used to hate it, but I persevered with it. And I, now I can relatively easily get to the top, but every single time I do that run, it never gets easier. I never feel like it's just, it's a breeze getting to the top. But what I do find is that I'm getting quicker to the top yeah. so you, nothing ever gets easier but you, uh, yeah I do I'm a big believer that you just get better at it or you become more efficient or you become more quicker so in terms of what what I feel and I think everybody feels it when especially when you're doing the iron manage you are going to feel that pain you are just you know because people are you're putting in what the effort which is the amount your physical body can take so you know, if somebody can run a, a two hour 30 marathon, they're still putting it in, they're still putting their body through the same stress as, as me that's trying to do a four hour marathon. Yeah. Um, so it was then where it gets to the point where you start to find like extrinsic motivational factors which help you battle through that pain and help you battle through that. Okay, well, that, well like what? So I know we were just talking about this before in terms of... Um, you know, my com- commitment was always one of my kind of weakest things. And I always felt like the commitment that I put into my, my job, uh, you know, my everyday kind of life, I would, I would go about 75 to 80% committed. And there would always be an element where 20% of everything that I did, you know, wouldn't maybe kind of seed through to completion. Um, so this, it was main, one of the main reasons why I signed up for the Ironman, because I wanted to kind of prove to myself that I can set a goal and not go... 70% committed to it because the thing is with the Ironman is you can't just commit 70% to the training because otherwise you get to the race day and chances are you you know you're you, knackered, you, you yeah you, you you're gonna you're gonna fall at one of the hurdles so um that's why I decided to sign up for that and 
obviously I've got two kids, so um, I kind of wanted to show to them that, you know, you when you'd say you're gonna do something, you kind of do it. Um, and that's why I set myself such an extreme goal of the Ironman, really. Um, and yeah, What's that's... happening at the end, though? Because the, the this is what I wanna know, like, I mean, your head, we're talking 30 minutes from the, I mean, like, are you just fit? Is it you're running through with it? Is it just is it okay? Is everything telling you to stop? Yeah, everything. That, that's like I mean you've been you've been going for twelve and a half hours. Yeah. What what's being hit? Because this is this is applicable to so many, so many factors in in life, business, whatever it is. What what's being what's being told to stop thirty minutes from the end? Are you are people shout? You know what what's going on there? Yeah. So I think um, everybody has uh, their own kind of like motivation or reason why they're doing something uh, and I always think it's really important that you have a reason why you're doing something whether it's you want to be world champion at, uh, at the Ironman for example or whether it's you want to be uh, you know you want to be a, a millionaire in business or something like that you should always have a reason why you want to do something and my reason was like I just mentioned before that I wanted to really show to my kids and I really wanted to prove to myself also that I can be 100% committed at something to complete yeah. a goal. Um, so 30 minutes from the end, you know, you, your body is in such physical pain um, where you do start drawing on those extrinsic kind of factors and you start thinking about that reason, that why you're doing it. And that's what gets you through it because ultimately what I wanted to show was that, you know, you, you need to be committed and you need to... You, you can't give up if you want to if you want to achieve your goal it's too easy to say no and just kind of too easy to say your brain is telling you that as well when you're running my brain all the time was just saying to myself you might as well just stop you might as well. i saw people stopping at the side of the road i saw people collapsing you know i saw people getting tended to by paramedics because oh. that's what happens in that run the people just push their body to the extreme and um i just kept thinking you know i can't let my kids see me give up that's so that's your goal kicking in. Yeah. So your goal right there is is to show your kids at the finish line that yeah. you're there and so on.